So the question is this, how can entrepreneurs like us remain profitable while having a lean physique, optimal focus, and incredible relationships? That's the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is Nate Palmer, and welcome to The Million Dollar Body. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Palmer. And today we are joined by Julie Davis, um, who is a content marketing specialist, a master content repurposer. And I'm so excited because I've been working with Julie for a long time and I really have been itching to dive in and talk to her, pick her brain a little bit about some stuff that she knows that can help out entrepreneurs all uh, no matter what your what your vertical is or who you serve, so I'm really excited to dive in. But first, um, this this podcast is brought to you um, in the Million Dollar Body Group weekly. If you're not already a part of the group, you can join us by going to n8trainingsystems.com/group and jump on in there. Um, we, um, if you're here, you're probably a high performer, a real estate agent, or someone who is used to making sales for a living. So. We're really, really excited to jump in and answer any questions that you might have. So if you are seeing this live in the group, leave some of those questions um, in the comments and we'll get back to you on those. Julie, I'm so pumped yeah. you're here. Thanks for having me. So, am I your, my question is, am I your first female guest? Negative. That's a negative ghostwriter. Oh, dang it. I know. I'm sorry. I wanted that plaque. <laughs> I, I mean, I can still get you a plaque. There's no, no question, but... <laughs> I don't, it won't say first female guest, million dollar okay. body. Podcast. It'll just say awesome guest. That's right. Male or so, female. Anyway. <laughs> so Julie, do you, uh, do you want to jump in real quick and, and kind of talk a little bit about how we've been working together um, for the past year and what that's looked like on your end? Sure. Yeah. So um, ironically, I sort of, I repurposed your podcast content. So I'm not really sure what next week is going to look like because <laughs> I'll be writing about myself. But anyway, um, I um, basically find the um, content goldmine in your podcast episodes and repurpose it into um, your blog. And um, we do some social media posting based on the podcast content. And we do weekly email blasts based on the podcast comment, uh, content. So, and yeah, we've done a few different things in the past. That's primarily what we're doing now. Yep, absolutely. And it's been, from my end, it's been a, a super great journey and I've really appreciated being, uh, being able to work with you. So kind of like how I've experienced this is about um, December of 2019, I was really struggling in my business because uh, as like, as a solopreneur, someone who's got, I've got a Facebook group. I've got like, you know, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram. And now I have like TikTok profiles because I guess I'm a millennial. That's what I have to do. <laughs> um, but I have all these things, right? And then not on top of that, I'm working with some clients who are like working, helping them grow their business. And I'm working with some clients who I'm helping them with their personal fitness and nutrition. So there's a lot of hats that I felt like I was wearing. And what, what, like the real thing for me, Julie, that was, that was tough was that I felt like I started spending more and more time on marketing and promotion than I did on working with my clients. And I felt like that was a, a balance that I didn't want to be in, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm like a client facing job and I'm really trying to work on helping people get their results in whatever capacity, then I don't want to always be all consumed with, oh, did I, did I post on LinkedIn today? Did, like, did I get my, my uh, post up on Facebook before, before 9 a.m.? And that's kind of what it like ended up being. And 
I don't know about you, but when I um, have all those things in my head, I'll be like doing some deep work, like filming something, producing something, creating something. And then all of a sudden be like, oh shit, I have to like go do a thing. And then it'll pull me out of that. I'll go answer the email, I'll go post somewhere. And um, eventually like come back to whatever I was doing. And it'll take me another 20 minutes to kind of get back into it. Have you experienced that? Oh, absolutely. And I think that in my own mind for my own business, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing multiple hats as you are. And I think that like, there's this little voice in my head that's like, Julie, do good work for your clients. That's your first priority. But there's all of this pull for the best messaging and the, and the newest, to make the newest offer and to be on social media constantly. And I have to pull back sometimes and say, no, like my first priority is my clients and doing good work and the rest, you know, I'll make time for, but, and I don't always do a good job of that. Sometimes I find myself at the end of the day, like, crap, I spent way too much time on social media or whatever it is, you know? And I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm like, I want somebody to do my content for Tiny Buffalo, which is ridiculous because like I'm a content marketer, but again, I want to keep my clients as the, as the priority. And it does, it feels like the struggle on a daily basis, not to get pulled away. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I honestly think that like, that's one thing that like, if you always have these kind of like these nagging voices of like, oh, got to post on social media. Oh, like got to do this. Oh, make sure you're checking in. And it's not like written down or scripted. It becomes this like balancing act where you eventually just burn yourself out and be like, you know what, F this. Like, I'm not like, I'm not even worried about it anymore because because everything is dumb. My business is dumb and I'll never be successful. And you hit that bottom <laughs> point of the entrepreneurial roller coaster. Never had that thought. You never had that thought? <laughs> yeah. Almost Give it another hour. <laughs> I feel like I'm like ups and downs all day long. I'm like, oh man, this is the, my business is great. I love my boss. All these things are awesome. Then I'm like, this is stupid. I hate myself. I'll never be successful. Oh, back up. I'm good again. Yep. I'm like a 12 year old hitting puberty. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not looking forward to puberty this year. Um, So, and I feel like. You're not there yet. (laughs) No, but I've, I've heard horror stories. You might wonder how I got all this gray hair without puberty, but that's a story. <laughs> you're, you're a marvel of science. Thank you. Thank you. So when I was kind of, when I was in that zone, I was like, how do I do good work, but also let people know about it through the magic of social media. And um, you were referred to me by a good friend and mm-hmm. we started working together and we've d- done a couple different things, but can I just say that uh, having you in my corner to help me with some of those pieces by like exporting, like those kind of those must do things that nag at me that like just kind of linger in the back of my brain has been such a relief to me from a business perspective, but also like just as a human and like from like a mental perspective, I have so much more bandwidth to be like, to do great at my workouts, to be available for my family, to like be there for my clients. And so (laughs) I think on behalf of everyone, everyone I know, thank you. Yeah. And I think, um, well, first of all, I've super enjoyed working with you. I feel like um, a valued team member, you know, and I, and I feel like you are, um, well, you're super joy to work with, first of all, but like you sort of um, seek feedback and I sort of seek feedback from you and it feels like this mutually beneficial relationship. So that's been really awesome. Um, The thing that I think about content is similar to the way that you think about um, the time or lack of time that entrepreneurs entrepreneurs have because they're wearing multiple hats, right? So, um, you know, not every entrepreneur can get up and train for a marathon, you know, and run 10 miles a day because they don't have time. You know, not every, you know, entrepreneur can have some sort of really detailed, um, 
you know, meal plan or meal prepping because they have kids and they have a job and, you know, their partner has a job. And do you know what I mean? So one way that you, one thing that you really excel at is simplifying um, choices for entrepreneurs. And I feel like in the same way, um, not everyone's good at, first of all, knowing what good content is. Not everyone's good at writing, even if like, let's say you're a good communicator verbally, that doesn't mean that you can write copy and it's nothing to be ashamed about. I mean, we're just all, we just all have different gifts. You know what I mean? And so for the most part, most people are sitting on content gold mines and they don't even know that they are. Do you know what I mean? And so my job is to sort of figure out, it's, it's, it's sort of like you just get to like, vomit all your stuff and then I like clean it up and and sort of move the parts around and say like this is what works on this platform and this is what works on this platform do you know what I mean because there's a lot to keep up with there's algorithm algorithms to keep up with and new trends and you know what you do on Twitter doesn't necessarily work on LinkedIn and vice versa so I think um what I do in a different way is similar to you but just freeing entrepreneurs up to do what they're the best at 100% agree with that. And that's really like the, the thing that I like that I've been learning over the last two years is kind of that idea of stay in your lane. Like, yeah, yes, I am a solopreneur. Like, yeah, you and I both are, but we don't have to do it all. Could I become an amazing copywriter? Could I become fantastic at graphic design? Could I be a great video editor? Yes, for sure. I could do all those things, but at the cost of my main business, the, at my main areas of genius and like, and interest, like, so I have a lot of people who are, you know, maybe you're a roofer, maybe you're a real estate agent, maybe you're like in the trades or have, like you own a tech company or something like that. And like, you could, you like, you are smart enough and are capable enough of becoming good at these things, given the practice. But is that practice, is that time really, is that juice worth, worth the squeeze, you know? Right. Like, for example, I bullied you into becoming uh, one of the, like the challenge participants over the million dollar body challenge the last, last like, couple of weeks ago. What was your experience with that? Like, you know, cause you could obviously have written your own program and written your own nutrition plan. Like that's not beyond you. It would have taken some time, but what was your experience with that? Yeah, that's a really good reframe. Um, well, I think, you know, I, well, first when you, wanted me to do it. I was like, no. And then you were like, why not? And I was like, well, I don't do this kind of stuff. <laughs> you were like, why not? And then it was like, I'll call it subtle bullying. But, um, <laughs> and then I finally like, you know, decided to do it. And um, I think for me, what I was the most worried about was meal prepping and meal planning, because I'm like, my weekends, because I work all day and I have a family, my weekends are somewhat for rest, right? And somewhat for like just domestic life, like laundry and just sh grocery shopping. And it's just like, I didn't want like one more thing on my plate, right? And I asked you that specifically, I was like, is this like complicated meal planning where I need ingredients from like three different grocery stores to make it work and I can't pronounce the vegetables or whatever. So, <laughs> and you were like, no, 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 it's none of that. And um, so I, you know, I decided to take the plunge. And I think what's happened for me is, well, first of all, I lost eight pounds in two months and that was, <laughs> 
over the holidays. I mean, it's just amazing. Like we started like two weeks before Thanksgiving and I think it ended like the week after Christmas or something. And um, it was uh, something that I could focus on that was, that was simple and didn't require like a ton of preparation or a ton of like reshaping my entire life to do. And so I feel like, you know, I've belong to different sorts of gyms or, or group, um, group classes. And, you know, the trainers are always talking about, oh, this cool recipe and that cool recipe. And it all felt like this swirl of information, just like always coming at me, but I never had like this sort of succinct framework that I could just, you know, do the same thing pretty much every day until, um, I did your challenge. And I think for me, especially during the day, what you've, um, prescribed for like breakfast and lunch is like so easy to do. And your main like breakfast tenant is protein and fat. And it's like, it, it carries you through the morning and then it's protein and vegetables. And that avoids the whole like afternoon slump. You know what I mean? So I basically know what I'm going to eat every single day. And it's a choice that I've had to, I don't have to think about it anymore. And it actually does what you said it's going to do. It gives me sustained energy for the whole day. So I feel like um, it's freed me up in a lot of ways to first, like not feel guilty about not doing these complicated programs. Um, but secondly, just like the ease of entry has been really great. Awesome. And I will say for my mental health, like you're really big on walking and I'm already like a big outdoors person. I love to walk, but I feel like I have been walking so much more. And as an entrepreneur and someone who's always staring at a screen and has like a gazillion ideas all the time, it has cleared my mind so much. So I've really appreciated like that extra push. Awesome. I'm glad that's been that's been powerful for you. Uh, I totally agree about a lot of those points in terms of like taking stuff out of your brain and being like, I have a simple framework now. And honestly, it's the same for me, right? I don't have to worry about like, what is the latest on LinkedIn? How do I engage over there? Like, how do I write in a way? Cause like, like how do I write in a way that's that like that facilitates the LinkedIn platform or the Twitter platform or the blog or an email or YouTube? Because all of those things are different and require different knowledges of the algorithms and different and things. So what you said to me is you're like, here, do this one thing. And then I'll take that and use and use my skills to put that somewhere else. So you've given me a framework to kind of use, like use the things that I'm already good at. So like kind of similar to, to what you, like you like walking, you don't like doing complicated meal prep, like cooking for your family. Like, okay, here's how to do those things simply and then get the results you're looking for. So you gave me that same exact, that same exact thing when it comes to my business. Here's, here's what I wanna see from you on a weekly basis, a quick video on one topic. And now I'll break that apart into to, to things. So right. it really was so powerful because like, and also like, honestly, a confidence booster for me, because you were like, no, you're sitting on so much, like so much content. You just need to package it up just like this for me. And then I'll do the rest. And yeah, yeah. yeah that's been inc incredibly powerful for like, for freeing up mental capacity and also time, like so much extra time now to do things that I love doing. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. So what would you say to someone else who like someone who's, you know, starting in their solopreneur journey or they're working on like building a con like a course or something along those lines, and, like what's the single most like powerful thing that they can do to create one piece of content on a weekly basis that can be turned into other, other types of content. 
Yeah, well, the key is to start with one piece of content. So it's really helpful to think of it as like, um, like a hero piece of content that that is like the hub of the wheel. And then everything that else that goes out is like your your spokes, you know, and it sort of flows through that. So um, there isn't, it's not like that there is no work, but it's just a little piece of work that then gets fanned out in a million different ways. And so like for you, if you really enjoy your podcast, like you don't, I mean, I know you do some writing and stuff like that and you're a good writer, but um, you like enjoy doing your podcast. So it's like your hero piece of content is like your podcast, you're already enjoying doing it. It's not a big deal. And then um, you, then you can package that or hire someone to package that into ways that work on different platforms. So um, for instance, um, you know, we've talked about doing like uh, video teaser clips where you can just post like um, really short clips from your podcast of like the really powerful moments to draw more people into listening to the whole episode. Like that would be one example that you could use across like Facebook, Instagram, you know, um, LinkedIn tends to be a little bit more, um, of a professional network, very educational, but your content does really well there too, because, um, how you present your content is very research-based. And so we, you and I have started doing some LinkedIn content, which I'm super excited about, but it has a totally different format than Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. It's not image driven. It's, and, and the way you set up your text is way different than the other platforms. So um, yeah, so the, the one piece of content that you do is super important, but then you just get to leave it there and it fans out in multiple different like manifestations each week. Some people have enough content that they don't even have to, and you probably do too, honestly, but have enough content that I can just like go through it and have months and months of content without them doing anything. Um, so yeah. I think a lot about like, like the, the trainers I know, and I know there's like, I know like a lot of real estate agents. I've worked with one of my dad's real estate agent. These guys have these guys have videos that they've done talking about all kinds of different aspects of fitness or real estate or sales or like cybersecurity or different things like that. And so to to realize that like, hey, you're sitting on like a marketing gold mine if if it, if you put it in the right hands or or did the requisite work is really fun. Yeah, and most of that stuff can easily be turned into blogs, you know, or easily be turned into a LinkedIn post. And the cool thing, I'm, I'm on a, a sort of a LinkedIn train right now. The cool thing about LinkedIn is that you can actually um, connect with people fairly easily because when you connect with someone, it boosts your numbers and theirs. So it's like mutually beneficial. So most people accept connection requests and you can filter like crazy, like, to your target audience and, and connect with those exact people. So, you know, you always wanna remember that, you know, the numbers aren't really the most important thing. It's the quality of your audience and you wanna be speaking to the people that need your services. So on LinkedIn, it's super, it's become super easy to do that. And so anyway, there's there are all kinds of like stuff like that that you may not know as a business owner that I do. And I love this because I feel like we're giving people kind of a behind the scenes of how I run my business. And I've gotten a lot of questions about people who are like, how are you so prolific? How do you put out so much content on a daily, weekly basis that like, I can't barely even keep up with your stuff, which is, you know, good and bad. But 
It's like, this is, this is like how it's done, right? Where we take the one piece of content, which is amazing because it's like, okay, here's the theme for the week. Here's what we're talking about this week. So for me, that's like, like last week we talked about fasting, right? Which call like, you know, I, I, we were tweeting about it. I posted on Facebook about it. I did the podcast about it. You put out the, like to put out the blog about it. They came out in the email, you know, like, so we talked about it and hit like hit people in a, in a variety of different ways on a variety of different mediums, because and a lot of people say like, oh, but like, I don't want to post the same thing twice. But most of the time, if I'm interested in the subject, I can read the same post blog or listen to the same podcast two or three times without fully absorbing all that information. So I feel like it's great to be able to give people like, hey, yes, I know you saw a part of the podcast or I know you watched a little bit of the YouTube video, but here's an email that kind of summarizes it for you and just give them more ability to, to access information on their terms. Cause really your, your clients are voting on what, how they want to receive this information, right? Well, yeah. And, and I think one of the big myths is like, if I'm putting a bunch of stuff out across platforms, people are going to be bored or feel like they've seen it so many times, you know, and it's going to be a turnoff, but honestly, you know, most of your Facebook people probably aren't on LinkedIn. Um, the people that are getting your email are probably not reading your blog. And do you know, there's not as much crossover as we think. And plus, I mean, not everybody is looking at all. I mean, it's, it's kind of um, a little bit egocentric for us to think that like people are looking at all of our platforms every single day, you know, people have crap to do. Like they, get enough Nate Palmer, you know, gotta so... just keep searching me out. <laughs> Find me on MySpace. <laughs> So um, it it does, it can feel redundant on your end, you know what I mean? But for your audience, it's really hard for anything to, to feel really redundant. And plus there is the, the marketing rule of seven where it takes pretty much seven times for, somebody, for, for you to come into somebody's purview for them to be convinced of something. I mean, it's a lot. So we, we actually need to be repeating some of our main content over and over and over again. I mean, but that's also where a good content marketer comes in is because you can say the same things like the same with the same core tenants, but you can put a different flair to them. And I mean, like I even see that across platforms with the exact same piece of content. Like I, I love reading what you do to like, to what I say about what I say in the podcast or like, or how, like how I address certain things. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, like that is a really good way of thinking about that. That I didn't even get a chance, like that I would have not thought about ahead of time. So, it's it's fun for me from a from a couple of different perspectives in that way. Yeah. I think I think also like one thing that's that's been great and kind of similar to what you were talking about with like your fitness and and outsourcing that is that like I do like writing a blog, but I don't want to have to do one once a week. Like that doesn't that's not fun for me and like kind of steals my joy if I'm if I'm like forcing myself to write a blog or film, film like a specific video every single week, I was doing that for a while there, but it was just really like, it became kind of taxing Yeah. with this. It's like, I can put all my eggs into one specific basket and then just trust that you're going to help me like reach, reach as many people as possible and, and do it in a, a fun and engaging way that provides me with a ton of assets long-term. I like, where's the, where's the downside there? Not, not much one. Yeah. So <laughs> So um, curious in terms of like some social media stuff, what are, what are some trends you're seeing? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, Julie. We didn't talk about this. Ooh, Any trends good. that you're seeing that, that entrepreneurs, people who are building their business through social media posts, coaches, consultants that can take advantage of moving into 2021? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be real 
blunt, like I don't love Facebook <laughs> to build a business. Now you already have a really active group, so it's, it's, it doesn't apply to you, but I feel like the best way to build community on Facebook is through a group or live streaming. Um, it's the only way that I've seen any sort of, um, exponential reach or engagement is through consistent live streaming. That's not like, oh, I live stream once a month. That's like, I live stream a couple times a week or I live stream once a week and my audience knows it's coming and I'm promoting it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's Facebook. Um, I, I don't do a ton of marketing on Facebook. I just, and, and that might come back to bite me one day because I'd actually like to start a Facebook group, but I, anyway, in due time, um, I feel like video content is king right now. So even on like Instagram, um, if you do uh, a reel versus a standard post on the explore page, your reel takes up two times the amount of real estate on that explore page. So your the eyes like automatically like, <laughs> you know, to that, to that piece of content and the reach is crazy crazy more than like IGTV or standard post or whatever. Um, so reels are really popular. And I know that you have um, gone off to TikTok, which I don't, I'm not on TikTok. My, my brother my, lives in LA and he's a huge TikTok star. So funny. He's a lot younger than me. Um, so I know a little bit about it, but you're doing good on TikTok. And like people like you who have these kind of big personalities, I feel like will do well, you know what I mean? So I'm interested to seeing. So I don't have a lot of TikTok predictions, but um, it does seem like if you hit the right message, like you could, like you were saying yesterday, you got like 85,000 views on like your spaghetti hack, <laughs> which was cutting spaghetti with the with scissors while oh, you- Oh, way to it. give it away. Make sure- oh, sorry. <laughs> subscribe to me on TikTok. <laughs> But there's also some dance videos you've done. I mean, you really need to check made out on TikTok. <laughs> Thank you. But the cool thing is, is then what? You can go back to Instagram and put that, you can make it a reel. So that's a great way to sort of, you know, kill two birds with one stone. I um, I stinking love in, uh, LinkedIn. I already said that. It's um, It doesn't matter what your profession is. You need to be on there. It's not what it used to be. Like, just like, here's my resume. Like, dusty old like conference room with like stiff suited people it's very engaging the organic reach is still there and it may not be forever but right now it is so it's probably a little bit like what facebook used to be and um yeah so try it out i mean you have to be consistent to see some results you can't post once a week and be like well why isn't anybody post you know why isn't anybody commenting um but that. anyway, you be it's, consistent. Like, it's like, you got to be consistent, in like everything you do, if you want to be successful. It's I know, I know. And so, which I think again, like what we were saying earlier, like we have so many hats to wear. It's like, since you do have to be consistent, especially as you're starting up, like what can you outsource or what can you give away so that you can be consistent in the things that really matter, you know? Um, so um, I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen with Clubhouse too. So um, it is a, it's only um, for Apple users right now. Um, and I can't decide if that's like a behind the scenes conspiracy thing or <laughs> if 
they will eventually like open it up to Android users, but it's like live chat. Um, so you're actually in a live conversation with people. And the way that I've seen it used recently is like, and it doesn't have to be big influencers, but you can sit in on conversations with influencers in your industry and just listen to them talk, you know, and I've heard, you know, and then they'll take questions, you know, so you could get like real time advice, you know, about in your industry from these like leaders in the industry. And then I've also seen people like regular Joe Schmoes like me just kind of like pair up and talk about, you know, whatever, how to build a brand in, in 30 minutes a day or, you know, how to repurpose your podcast content, you know, whatever. So um, it's, it's interesting. It's an, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with all those. I do think that Facebook groups, um, like if it wasn't for this Facebook group and the, uh, the Facebook community, the million dollar body, I would not be on Facebook. I don't think it's yeah. like, this group is like, is so fun and full of so many amazing people. And there's the positivities in here. And then the, everyone's sharing their wins and sharing their progress and asking great questions. Like it, it's what keeps me coming back to Facebook. If it was just me scrolling through my, my newsfeed, I think I would have had developed some serious mental health issues by now. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so Julie, like, I know we spent a lot of time talking about the podcast. This is a podcast. If someone else was looking to start a podcast, what would like, what would be the first step that you'd advise them, advise them to do? To start a podcast? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that the formats of podcasts can be so different, right? So you just do a live zoom call and then, um, you, you can strip the audio. If you just want audio, you can set it up on anchor or you can set it up on, on whatever platform. It's super easy, but, um, basically what you need to do is be consistent. <laughs> always, with that, always with that advice. <laughs> you know, decide what you want your focus to be and theme to be and, and follow that each week so your audience knows what to expect and then figure out how to repurpose that content in a way that not only draws more eyes to your podcast, but to your business and to your blog and to, you know, to your website. Um, does that answer your question or did you have something more specific? Yeah, totally. Um, I was also like one of the things that I would maybe add to that answer is be like, make sure you market it. I think that the days of if you build it, they will come like feel the dream style that's over. That's dead. That's not, that's not happening anymore. You can, you can have the greatest podcast in the world or the greatest yeah. video content, but if you're not showing it to anyone or, or giving anyone a reason to watch it, like, I think this is kind of like, again, it's kind of behind the scenes in the business is like, like I got a, I got free stuff in here, right? I, I, I did a free challenge like two weeks ago. I put out free, like free trainings. I'm doing like, like going in depth on these things. I'm answering a lot of questions. I give out a lot of free things, but it's not enough for me to just be like, Hey, I've got free stuff. Everyone come look at it. I have to literally sell the free stuff I do. So yeah. even, even if you're putting out a great, even if you're putting out a, like a podcast and even if it's a great podcast, you still need to know how to market it effectively and help hit, like help hit people's pain points or talk about their pain points in a way that's going to be like, make them go like, well, tell me more about that. Make them take that first step, right. click, click the video, watch the, listen to the podcast, look at, read the blog. Um, any, any tips or tricks on how to, how to sell your content or how to, you know, get more eyeballs on that. Yeah. I mean, my biggest piece of advice is to pull the information out of the podcast and present it. And then at the end, lead them to the direct 
episode. So you have to give away value, but that's super easy to do. If you've already done the podcast, you know what I mean? You, you figure out what the most powerful content is in that episode. And then you, um, um, write about it on social media, or you do it like a video teaser clip on social media, and then you lead them to the actual episode, but you don't, the days of like, here's my podcast about, um, you know, why you should fast for fat loss and focus. Goodbye link. You know, that just, it just doesn't work anymore. Like people don't have the attention span anymore. (laughs) So like give away. So that first line of any of your social media posts is so crucial. And you have to, you have to have a mindset of giving away value. And so that post, even though you might say something exactly what you said in the podcast, giving away that information in the beginning is what's going to lead them to want more. That's good. That's really great advice. Yeah. Um, Julie, so if someone wanted to get in touch with you or work with you and Tiny Buffalo, uh, what, how, would they, how would they go about doing that? And I'll, I can leave some links in the podcast notes as well. Yeah. Um, well, my, my website is um, tinybuffaloconsulting.com. Um, you can reach me at julie at tinybuffaloconsulting.com. That's my email address. Um, and I'm, I'm fairly good at, at answering any private messages on social media. Find me on Instagram, tinybuffalo awesome. underscore consulting. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. Just one last thing before, before we jump, I'd like to just put you on the hot seat for just a second. And what's something that- Haven't you, you already done that? <laughs> Yeah, but like, let's do it again real quick. We had fun last time, right? <laughs> okay. We were on hot seat. We were having fun. It's like, I, I like you that. well enough. <laughs> so what do you want to like, what do you want to leave us with? What's something that we should think about? What's a quote you, you've been enjoying? What's a, what's a, what's a hot take? What's a Julie Davis hot take? I would say um, messy action is better than no action. Mm, tell me. Tell me, tell me about that. That is and ref- such a good and message. You can, you can always refine as you go, which feels like a really vulnerable place to be, <laughs> but you have so to embrace the vulnerability video. to promote your business. So I think that idea that you have, like, yeah, get some feedback on it, but move on it. And if it doesn't work, then you're like in a better position to figure out what works next. But if you don't take action, you don't have any foundation to know, oh, well, I need to tweak this or I need to move in this direction. So that's been helping me. Awesome. I love it. Take messy action now, refine later. You heard it yeah. here first. Julie, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Can't wait for the blog post to come out about this episode. You're like, <laughs> you're like with the indelible Julie Davis. There's going to be lots of power adjectives. <laughs> bring it on. In front of my name. Yes, correct, correct. Wouldn't have it any other way. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being with us and we'll talk to you very soon. Appreciate you.